Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Christy Blaze. Hi, a very warm welcome to all our new listeners and those new to Aetherius Radio Live brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio on every third Tuesday of the month. Discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. Today, we have a program jam-packed with some interesting information. Your host, Chrissy Blaze, will be joined by two guests, both of whom are international directors of the Ethereum Society, Paul Nugent, who is in Los Angeles, and Dave Capuaro, who is at the Michigan branch. They will be discussing a very important issue which affects us all. Earth changes the big picture. So, without further ado, I will hand you over to Chrissy and her guests, Paul and Dave. Issues this morning, Mercury is retrograde. And um, thank you, Nikki, for starting the show. Listeners may wonder where Richard Lawrence is today and what happened to part two of service leads to Kundalini heaven. We were desperately waiting for that, right? Unfortunately, um, as I say, he's not with us today, but the good news is that you can uh, catch part one in the archive, archive if you missed that, and part two will be uh, a show a little bit later on. In the meantime, I'd like to thank Paul Nugent and Dave Capraro for stepping into uh, this topic of earth changes at very, very short notice. And um, Paul, as you know, probably some of you, has been on a serious radio live several times in the past. Dave Caprara, I believe it's the first time on this particular show, but we hope it's not the last. So, so nice to uh, have you here today. Hi to you both. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, good morning. Hi. Well, good afternoon to you. Hi there, yes. Now, I'd like to begin in a typical English way by talking a little about the weather. Uh, It's something that we're all keenly aware of right now. Uh, Let's face it, the extreme weather conditions we've all been seeing and feeling over the past few years are a concern to us all with massive, this year, massive heat waves in Europe, unheard of temperatures throughout Britain, wildfires in France and Spain. Of course, there's this devastating flooding in Pakistan affecting and displacing 33 million people. And now there's the Hurricane Fiona hitting Puerto Rico and the typhoon uh, Nanadol, I think it is, uh, battering Japan with unbelievable, I heard 145 miles per hour wind, uh, mudslides, flooding, and so on. So I could go on and on, but I think everybody is aware of this. And most people are extremely concerned because it seems to be getting worse every year. And so I thought this would be a good place to begin the topic of Earth changes because this is a change. And let's face it, most people uh, know that we're in this time of change, this new age, the age of Aquarius. But Paul, how can you, can you explain to the listeners what's really going on here? How do you believe this change will manifest? And is this something bigger than just what people are calling climate change? Yeah, thanks, Chrissy. Well, um, we in the Ethereum Society do believe that it is something, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, much bigger than 
just so-called climate change, although it is climate change. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a certain amount of debate as to how much this is man-made and how much this is part of uh, a natural cycle. And even we would go so far as to say within an, a cosmic cycle, an even bigger change, even beyond just sort of nat natural Earth changes. And... Um, you know, to that extent, obviously, sort of endlessly burning fossil fuels, pollution doesn't help at all. Um, and it's, we also need to sort of recognize the existence of nature spirits, divas, um, which, you know, exist. And they, they themselves are affected by the thoughts and actions of mankind. You know, uh, it actually says in our teachings that floods that we have and, and all our weather conditions, for that matter, are created by the, the thought pattern and the actions of humanity. We do with, with our thoughts, our actions, we are putting out an energy, a frequency of energy that is a disturbance, more often than not, to the, to the natural harmony of the planet, uh, certainly in terms of the, of the nature spirit. So it's, it is complicated. It's not just a very simple thing. Oh, yeah, it's all sort of, you know, carbon um, burning um, fossil um, based fuels, etc. It is bigger than that. It's to do with the it's also to do with the planet herself. And even more than just the planet, great cosmic. And actually, I would go so far as to say intergalactic moves that are going on. I mean, that is certainly part of the really big picture that um, we and all of creation falls into. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Paul. Um, now, I, I'm so glad that you mentioned the Devic Kingdom, uh, which is the realm of nature, of the Mother Earth, of course, and so very important, just as important as the realm of humanity, if not more so in some ways. But um, Dave, is there anything that perhaps we can talk a little more about this wonderful planet, the Mother Earth, and how she fits into this, this picture and this change that's going on? Uh, yes, certainly. Thank you, Chrissy. You know, part of the bigger picture, of course, is that we exist on a beautiful uh, planet, which is actually a living being, most holy and sacred being that has uh, suffered at the hands of humanity. And in, in fact, back in um, uh, January 30, 1965, the Master Etherius, in a transmission called This is the Hour of Truth, uh, informed us that there was a great change that would be taking place following an event called the Initiation of Earth, uh, the culmination of and primary aspect of which took place on July 8, 1964, a great change would be taking place following this. And this was an event involving cosmic forces in which tremendous energies were radiated and sent to the heart of this living planet. Energies which uh, she had not received uh, to an extent nearly as great as she should have during the, what we believe are, are uh, millions of years of existence of the human race upon her body. And she has held back her evolution, you might say, and her well-being 
in order to allow humanity to have uh, existence upon this planet and conditions uh, under which they could uh, evolve. So over millions of years, she was deprived of certain energies. And on July 8, 1964, received tremendous energies, which she has chosen to hold back from releasing and allowing for a greater expression as a living cell in the body of a greater sacred living universe so that we could continue our experience cycle without feeling uh, tremendous negative effects. But we've been told that the change will come, and six months after this initiation, the Master of Theories gave an address, again called This is the Hour of Truth, where he said, uh, beginning at uh, that time in that year, there would be a subtle change. He said, the change, though, although subtle, will cause certain repercussions throughout Terra. There is no doubt that your weather conditions will be more violent than before. Earthquakes will be quicker than before with certain violence. Fires will present quite a hazard in some parts of the world because many of them will start without any reason detectable by man and will gather momentum apparently very quickly. Violent storms will come. Uh, and, and we're seeing this, as you've mentioned. I mean, uh, in the past year, I think, in Siberia, there were more fires and greater extent than ever before. And just one aspect of that is the particulate, particulate matter released is falling over the Arctic, which will cause even a quicker warming um, because of the absorption of solar energy rather than the reflection of it off the ice cap. Uh, so we're facing tremendously uh, complex problems. And uh, Dr. King said, this initiation of Earth poses humanity its greatest challenge. But within this, uh, also, humanity has its greatest opportunities because throughout the teachings, the Cosmic Masters have informed us that uh, the way this can all play out depends on us, depends on how we cooperate in a great overall cosmic plan for world peace, salvation, and enlightenment. And if we, as uh, Paul alluded to, released positive, uplifting spiritual energies around this earth to a far greater degree than uh, the manipulation of these energies by nature spirits can be done in such a way that we don't have to suffer as many ill effects from the great change which is going to take place. Well, thank you, Dave. It's interesting. We've discussed and analyzed a lot of different cosmic transmissions on Sirius Radio Live over the years, as the regular listeners know. But it's interesting that you and Paul, I think, have, have really studied some of the very interesting prophecies and predictions for your research on Earth changes. So thank you for bringing that one up, which is very interesting indeed. And for talking about the Earth as a, the living, wonderful living intelligence that she is and her, evil, her evolution, and that it's our greatest challenge. And, but Paul, do you think, I mean, we, we talked about how it's important for humanity to uh, sort of keep up with this through changing our way, way of being, through radiating more um, love and giving service, etc. But are, are there any specific ways that you could talk about where, um, which are very, very powerfully helping the Earth at this time and helping perhaps to alleviate some of the problems? 
which we're facing? Well, there, I mean, there are indeed. I mean, this this sort of is, um, you know, number one, um, the Cosmic Masters and George King, um, you know, the Cosmic Masters who spoke through Dr. George King over 40 years or more. Um, you know, they began, Dave mentioned the transmission in 1965, in January the 30th, about this is the hour of truth, referring to the initiation of Earth, which, as he mentioned, they were talking about these great changes that were going to come to this planet, to this world, to humanity over 60 years ago. And they, they, they highlighted the problems that humanity would be facing. Um, but at the same time, Dr. George King, being a great yoga master and great yoga masters filled with love and compassion and, and common sense, and he at the same time devised certain ways that we, as the human beings, the terrestrials on this planet, can improve and you know, manipulate our own karmic pattern. And to this extent, he gave us wonderful tools. Actually, one of the first was as you as you well know on this on 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 the Aetherius uh, Radio Live, is a wonderful spiritual practice called the Twelve Blessings, which anyone anywhere at any time can use as a way of invoking and sending out a stream of, uh, shall we say, spiritual energy, uplifting, um, enlightened spiritual energy, love energy, when one infuses it with one's own love, for improving conditions on this world that's something that anybody can do in simple form of i say simple but wonderful form of prayer but you know dr george king went beyond that he could see that it was bigger than just that 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 is good that's something one way in which we can all get involved but um he with his connection with great beings from beyond this earth the great cosmic masters such as the master Ethereum, mars sector six of course another one devised what we call cosmic missions that uh, manipulate thousands if not millions of times more spiritual energy to the mother earth and to humanity for the upliftment of humanity for the protection of humanity and these missions dr george king left behind as part of his great legacy to this earth operation sunbeam of course operation prayer power which anybody can join other missions were co cooperating with these space intelligences um, all for to help uh, manipulate and improve the karmic pattern of humanity and anybody with the right spiritual motive uh, who wants to help who recognizes that we have we're facing tremendous problems on this planet can become can can assist in these cosmic missions very hopeful message indeed thank you would you like to add anything to that dave uh, no i just um add um, to what i was saying earlier too that um the uh initiation of earth and the earth's changes that are taking place are for the benefit of the planet and we've been told that these changes will take place so it's up to us to kind of cooperate with the great change help the great change as paul's referring to and i would add that uh, there were many specific uh, predictions that were made back in the late 1950s and particularly in 1960 and uh, succeeding years, which are coming true. And I think the, this body of information provides outstanding substantiation 
of the genuine contact which Dr. King had uh, with the cosmic intelligences, beings uh, who advanced uh, millions of years, not only spiritually, but technologically, and could actually see into the future what results would come about from this initiation. Uh, We were told uh, multiple times in 1960 and beyond that ultraviolet rays would be increasing to our planet, that the results from that could be greater mutation. So we're we're seeing these things. uh, We were told that uh, the protective barriers surrounding this earth would be weakened by our pollution of this planet. So not only can we help things along and alleviate conditions, we can complicate matters further. Uh, From 1945 to 1996, we exploded uh, 2,000 nuclear uh, detonations uh, that uh, caused tremendous uh, impact upon the subtler aspects of this planet, uh, the atmosphere, the ionosphere. In one particular case, a government scientist uh, years later said that we had, with one atmospheric explosion, caused an intensification of ionization in an area involving uh, hundreds of cubic kilometers of the atmosphere uh, that lasted for over 10 years. And that's just one of the over 500 atmospheric tests that were performed predominantly by the U.S. and Russia. Uh, Undoubtedly, our chemical pollution affects uh, the outcomes. But, uh, yeah, so, again, I think the prophecies um, underscore the importance, uh, the fact that they're coming true, underscore uh, the importance of taking a look, a closer look at the cosmic message and seeing how we really can cooperate as advised by beings who were able to see into the future and who also told us exactly how we can best go forward. Chrissy, can I just add something to that? Oh, sure. Please do, Paul. Well, you see, I, because I think that, I mean, while, you know, obviously I fully agree with everything that Dave is saying, but I think that, uh, you know, for the, for the benefit perhaps of the listener, somebody who's sort of new to these concepts, I think it's important to put this whole situation this, that we're in, this predicament that we're in on Earth, into a, into a broader context, or literally, you know, to see it from the perspective of the bigger picture. Because I think that, you know, it's certainly, you know, the, the, the older I get, the sort of the, the more amazed I am by by the really big things in creation, such as, you know, the Big Bang. The origins of all of this you know, is wonderfully described in the Twelfth Blessing, you know, the, the stage before the beginning. But everything, to which extent, it is all oneness. You know, from that metaphysical, spiritual point of view, it is all, all of creation is absolute oneness. And it is all being returned to that same singularity um, from which it arose billions of years ago. And this earth, as Dave mentioned, is, is an extremely holy living being, as indeed is the whole solar system, as indeed is the whole galaxy. Uh, and something which, you know, Dave pointed out to me, you know, a few years ago was this super cluster of galaxies called Laniakea, uh, which is a lovely Hawaiian word that means immense heaven, uh, and which describes a super cluster of galaxies in our part of the universe 
towards which we and all life in this particular galaxy, the Milky Way, together with over 100,000 other galaxies, are moving towards at phenomenal speed, all in this process of going back to God or going back to this singularity from which we began. And so to me, this sort of helps to sort of, you know, explain or make sense of what is happening on Earth. Um, Dave mentioned we came here millions of years ago. Our understanding is, yes, that is because we destroyed another planet in our solar system, namely Maldek. All that remains of Maldek is the asteroid belt. Uh, And that, you know, the Earth... um, I'm just sort of going into this bigger picture aspect to help try and, you know, understand it. But the only place we could reincarnate, we're talking about 18 million years ago, was this Earth, uh, who withheld herself in this very natural process of everything in our solar system and even our galaxy moving at tremendous velocity towards Laniakea. That is what is really going on. The Earth had to hold herself back, but she could only do it for a certain period of time. That time has elapsed from a sort of karmic point of view. The the karmic lord said enough. Uh, And the earth needed this tremendous infusion of cosmic energy that, as Dave pointed out, she had denied herself for our benefit, for our sake. Um, But that could only be withheld for so long because of this much greater divine movement that is taking place within the whole cosmos. And that is why we are now having this whole quickening effect in just about every aspect of life. In fact, interestingly, those who give periods of time names, but they call this the exponential age, literally because it seems that everything is is being speeded up. Wherever you know, in whatever you look at, it's just sort of get, you know getting getting quicker and quicker and quicker, and it's extremely hard to keep up. And that's a pressure, a karmic pressure, on all of us to change. So I just want to sort of, you know, describe that bigger picture um, aspect to, to this whole thing. I think it's really important, Paul, to look at the big picture, as you say, as it, as it put things in, puts things into perspective. Right. It's so important when people, uh, so many people are depressed and they don't know what life's all about. And I remember when I first came to a society lecture a long time ago, one of the first thing I remember was that the speaker said, you're all germs upon the body of a great and mighty goddess. It was like a, <laughs> a revolutionary thought to me. And I've never forgotten it. And it just, it really inspired me. <laughs> so Did it? Well, I thought it might have depressed you even more. But um, I can completely relate to what you're saying because being aware of this big picture is just incredibly um, inspirational. That Nothing could be more inspirational to sort of, understand what is really going on and how um, unimaginably, uh, how unimaginable the whole thing is, and yet it is for real and we are a part of it. Absolutely. But what I also love about the cosmic teachings is that they're also, as well as giving us the big picture, as you say, Paul, through the 12 blessings and so on, they're very practical and they address issues that we are grappling with now. I mean, I was reading in You Are Responsible, um, Master of Theories, talking about solar energy, which we are sort of just beginning to use. We have been using, probably Dave knows quite a bit about this, so interject if you can, but we're beginning to use it on this planet. And uh, he said, the Master of Theories, it was used in Atlantis. 
but they were able to use it in a very powerful way and store it uh, using a, a quartz crystal and also through the mind emanations of the priests who are also scientists. So is there anything that you'd like to add, Dave, about uh, solar energy and other forms of energy? I know you've t uh, touched on uh, the dangers of nuclear, for example. Well, I think one thing I'll say is that uh, Dr. King always said that as long as uh, we don't solve the spiritual energy crises, we will always have energy crises. And I think that's a prophecy that's come true over the decades since he's uh, iterated that. The, uh, our technology has progressed exponentially, and still the solar energy and potential hydrogen power and fusion and everything that they're talking about, right now we find the world in a desperate strait. Uh, Europe could be having a, a very cold uh, winter this year um, because of an energy issue. So we've got to get our act together on this planet and start uh, following the ancient wisdom which has been given to us throughout the ages uh, and couple that with the modern message. I mean, one of the things that we can do to put that spiritual energy crises right uh, is to cooperate with satellite number three, which I'm sure uh, you've mentioned many times on this show. Right now we're in what's called a spiritual push where uh, beings on a specialized spacecraft within our solar system are actually uh, controlling and uh, prescribing uh, specific energies from the sun to send to our Earth, to all groups and individuals who are working in selfless service to help make our world a better place and to relieve suffering for humanity. They're really doing this, putting their heart, their mind, their soul into it, really having compassion for life on this planet. Their uh, efforts will be multiplied by a, a factor, a tremendous factor, 3,000 times, in fact, uh, to uh, help. And that's what we need uh, today because our world is filled with so many problems, not just the energy problem, but uh, the exponential progression of technology, which results in you know, bioengineered weapons and all kinds of manner of things that can bring a and to our civilization. We have geopolitical, the geophysical issues we've talked about, all facing our world right now. Satellite number three provides us the opportunity. Uh, well, it's a great level. 3,000 times uh, potentization of the spiritual energies we send out to help uh, bring relief of suffering, to help inspire those who really wanna, uh, want to um, help our planet. Uh, so great opportunity right now um, for everyone up until um, early October uh, to send can, this energy. Can I, I'd like to add to that, if I, if I may, Chrissy. Uh, well, I mean, because the word Dave used there was cooperate. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, it was Mars Sector 6 who said cooperation will save you. And I think that that is, you know, in terms of humanity making this change, surviving this period comes down to that word of cooperation uh you know dave mentioned the you know the very cold winters that uh you know that people in europe are facing um all in in as a very large consequence of you know putin's war in the ukraine 
and, and the consequences of that. And, you know, that's the very opposite of cooperation. But when the whole world wakes up, and I think this is actually taking place, well, not the whole world waking up, but I certainly think that, you know, this, there is a stirring, a willingness to, to, for humanity to come together in ways we haven't done in the past and start helping each other because we are collectively, we're all facing climate crises and economic crises and social crises and political crises and environmental crises. <clears throat> and, you know, it's not just one country or another country, it's the whole world. And the more that we sort of awaken to the fact, actually, we need to start helping each other, <clears throat> Which does happen, you know, in certain ways. You mentioned the, the, the terrible fires in parts of Europe once again. You know, same last summer. Last summer, I think it was, it's been going on for several summers now. We have them over here in California. Um, but you know, the Australians come, fire force come over here. The Canadian fire force come over to Canada. Uh, likewise, you know, in, in Europe, countries are pitching in. That's the kind of cooperation that we need. But it needs to be on just about every single level. And I think, you know, with that awakening or that stirring, other things, uh, you know, other acts of goodness and kindness and cooperation will also begin to manifest. So I don't think that it's all necessarily entirely bleak. I, I do see a glimmer of hope um, <laughs> for, for, for humanity in making this profound change. And, and just, I guess, one final note, because I would say the biggest catalyst for this change and this awakening taking place in humanity, albeit slow, is satellite number three. You know, Dave mentioned all spiritual action is enhanced 3,000 times. This has been going on, since, to our knowledge, since 1955, and uh, this craft coming into orbit of Earth. And so I think that the cumulative effect on that is, albeit slowly, but is, helping to bring uh, humanity together at, a, at much more of a, maybe not at a political level, but at a grassroots level. Um, and on that positive note, Paul, let's have our yeah. break, shall we? Over to Nikki. Thank you. Let's have a break, yeah. Well, thank you all for some fascinating facts into this uh, global situation which really does affect us all. And indeed, an inspirational insight into the big picture and as Paul rightly said we are so fortunate fortunate to have that wonderful giant spiritual temple of light which is in orbit of our world at the moment you are listening to a serious radio live with host Chrissy Blaze joined by her guests Paul Nugent and Dave Caparo discussing earth changes the big picture and sadly for us all, 12 midnight GMT, October 9th, sees the last hour of the third spiritual push for 2022. And we will send our heartfelt thankfulness to those great beings aboard the giant spacecraft we know as a third satellite, which leaves orbit of our Earth, having flooded our world with much needed spiritual energy since September 3rd. The spiritual service to mark the last hour of the third spiritual push for 2022 will be live streamed from the Aetherius Temple in London and will be presided over by Richard Lawrence. The next 
of Sirius Radio Live on October 18th, your host Richard Lawrence will continue the fascinating insight service leads to Kundalini Heaven Part Two. And I know Chris is looking forward to that one too. So that's it for now. And I'm very pleased to hand you back to your host and her guests. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, just interesting, Paul, that you were talking about cooperation. Cooperation will save you. Because I asked a friend in England uh, this morning whether she saw or participated in uh, the 10 days of mourning for the late Queen Elizabeth II, which I'm sure most of us got a glimpse of even here in the USA. I know I did. What struck me most, though, whether you like the monarchy or not or whatever, but what really struck me was the reaction of the ten hundreds of thousands, I think it was 250,000 people who queued up to see the Queen's uh, coffin, who participated um, in this and with many expressing interesting things, gratitude and appreciation for her service, her discipline, her loyalty, and all those good words which I think are the words of, of now and the future. And the, and the absolute perfection of the ceremonies, I have to say, which made it almost magical to me. But interestingly of this, my friend said that when she walked outside after this had taken place, she felt a sense of peace and calm in the air that she didn't usually feel. So I'm wondering whether this, what do you feel about this, Paul or Dave? It's rather interesting, isn't it? It's, yeah, I think I, I think that um, you know you know a couple of other things. You you saw the King of Spain with the Queen uh, queuing to get on a bus. I mean, how often does the King of Spain have to queue <laughs> to get on a bus? You saw um, you know President Biden. I mean, normally the President of the United States, wherever he or she, she has always been a male, uh, wherever he goes, he's always, you know, the center of attention, the spotlight's on him. Well, he was put back in row 10 and he was just, you know, a bit part in the whole thing. This was people from from the highest levels of, of human society, terrestrial society, <laughs> coming together. Uh, and I think in a certain way, all rather humbled by the late Queen Elizabeth II, because I think that despite her position as queen, she, she, she lived a very humble life in point of fact, and she was absolutely devoted to, 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 to service. Um, to, and you know everybody who's, who's ever met the Queen seems to speak incredibly highly of her. So I think that in terms of this funeral, uh, yes, it came as a shock to I suppose the, the people people of Britain, uh, but I think it's been a shock in certain ways to the whole world. And I think what she's given the whole world, certainly the leaders of the world, is a wonderful example of how to be when one has a position of great trust and responsibility in the world. Not to sort of do, be in it for oneself, but to actually do it as a tremendous sense of duty and service. So it's possible that uh, you know, a, 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 quite a lot of good can come out of this. Yes, I think so. Let's hope so, Paul. What, what do you think, Dave? Anything that struck you about it? Well, I have to admit that um, I was otherwise engaged, so I didn't get a chance oh. to do uh, any of it. But uh, I think uh, your observation and Paul's are quite astute, and 
We certainly do yeah. need a better leadership in this world, and uh, such an example was followed. And of course, uh, that will occur once uh, the human race, um, you know, we get the leadership that we deserve. And uh, again, if we start following the ancient wisdom of uh, loving thy neighbor and uh, following uh, you know, the golden rule and universal law, uh, if we really start practicing these things that we've been taught throughout the ages, uh, we'll eventually get the leadership uh, that we deserve and uh, we won't have uh, young men and even now young women going off to uh, kill each other. Yes, that's a very good point. And we know that on the other planets, which are much more advanced than this planet, uh, the leadership is the most uh, advanced or enlightened people on the planet, which is how it should be if you think about it. Certainly not the case on this planet, but uh, this is um, something for our future, I think. But one thing that struck me also about the ceremonies, and I'm probably going off topic here for your your, um, earth changes, but people often comment, why does the Ethereum Society have uh, ceremonies? Why does it have an ecclesiastical structure? But I just want to say that We've seen ceremonies over the last 10 days, fantastic ceremonies um, and rituals and so forth. I just want to say that the age of Aquarius is ruled by the planet Uranus, which is the planet of um, change, of technology, of um, innovation and revolution, and also the planet Saturn, the planet of tradition, of ceremonies, of um, karma, uh, of certain limitations. Uh, and so on, and freedom through limitation. So we have these two planets affecting this age of Aquarius, and people often forget this traditional aspect, which Dr. King, as you know, Paul and Dave, very well indeed, he did, uh, he did have this love of tradition, which he kept, as well as this very innovative uh, organization, ahead of its time organization. Yeah, well, I think I mean, it's also, you know, tra- tradition certainly has its has its place. But I think, you know, again, you were saying uh, the other planets where the leader is the most spiritually evolved, which of course we don't have here at all. But hopefully, we'll move towards that. I've always actually sort of not forgotten from schoolboy days that the motto for the Prince of Wales, going back to sometime in the 1300s. Um, is Ikdeen, which means I serve. And it's, it's a sort of chivalric principle that the, the, the heir to the throne is there to, and, and later the monarch, is to serve his or her people. I know that's the same also for, for, the, for a bishop, coming back to our ecclesiastical structure. It's, you know, in a way, the higher one goes in creation, um, the more the more one serves, uh, and you can look at it coming back to the earth and the big picture. The earth is highly evolved intelligence. She's not serving herself. She's sustaining trillions of, of life be- forms on this earth. The sun even more so. Uh, the galaxy even more so. The lords of creation. Uh, an ultimate who cannot do justice to the picturization of God, which is sustaining all of creation all of the time. So it's just, um, it is the law, it's, it, it's the path, it's the way it is, that the more 
evolved one has or the greater responsibility, the more sacrifice and service one is giving, I would say, through love, through the realization of love. And, and that is, the, I would say, the, um, the, the, the act, the path that we're all on. We just have got it a bit out of alignment uh, here on Earth. Uh, and um, but anyway, hopefully it's coming back. In, will, will, well, it certainly will come back. It's a question of how quick long it takes to bring it back into that natural alignment. Well, thank you very much, Paul. That was very interesting. Do you have anything to add to that, Dave? About service, it's a jewel in the rock of attainment. Our motto in the Aetherius Society. Um, uh, yeah, service, love, and action. Mars Sector Six, in the Nine Freedoms, uh, said that love is sacrifice, real sacrifice. And that can kind uh, kind of sound uh, like a heavy thing, but really it's giving up uh, what the um, the uh, fruits of freedom for the sacred jewels. Um, yeah, it's, it's something where we just raise up all of our energies and it's... I guess you could say that sacrifice is a part of the fabric of the universe. Uh, in the 12 blessings, the Master Jesus probably refers to uh, sacrifice uh, more than any other attribute. God is love. If love is sacrifice, real sacrifice. We see, as Paul mentioned, this manifesting in our solar system. We see it manifesting in the galaxy, which we are told by the Master Jesus is thrown itself um, into... Uh, Cast itself upon the plane of preservation in order to be of yeah. sacrifice. Or, so. Yeah, so that you know, thousands of worlds could gain valuable experience. It's um, the reason why um, people, I think, who can be otherwise materialistic when faced with certain challenges will throw themselves, sacrifice their life to help save others. Uh, it's mm. the kind of thing that uh, will bring an atheist to tears. It's just a part of the universe. And uh, so at this time, yeah, love and real sacrifice is what's needed by the pioneers on this planet to and uh, to get together as a small band of spiritual workers and work as hard as ever before. And that kind of a spirit that can help save humanity from... Again, the tremendous challenges that it faces right at this very moment. And uh, it can be done. And uh, the cosmic message is one of tremendous hope. And again, people right now can just drop everything, throw their arms up, and pray with their heart and soul to God, the source of all light, love, and power, and with filled with compassion for others and send forth a brilliant beams of white light, and if people really practice prayer in that way, uh, then they'll feel the energies going out. And that's where the great things begin and really happen and, and start, uh, is at the subtler levels. And you can have a tremendous impact upon the consciousness of humanity, and if we all work together in coordinated fashion, because the challenges which face us at this time won't be met by, you know, a little bit of... Uh, spiritual action here and a little bit there needs to be coordinated to become much more powerful. And we need to delve within and discover our fantastic powers and not just come to the table 
with a little bit, but everything we've got. Uh, and uh, we do that. And it can't just be any cooperation. It needs to be strategic because it's no time to waste. So those who do really get on board and work in this way, will future generations will look back and say, hey, they're the ones that really kept the show going. So civilization tottering, they kept it going. We were able to get more valuable experience and maybe even start using all of our technology and scientific power to put right everything on this planet. That would be the ideal way for this to close out. Absolutely. Um, and it's interesting, I, I like that you said that service is a part of the fabric of the universe. I also think it's a part of, a very deep part of who we are or what we desire, really. And once we discover that, then it will start us on this journey. But I think the great thing about satellite number three and the spiritual pushes is that everyone can join in and they can start small, even though it's correct, Dave, that we have to really give it our all. But on the other hand, you know, people listening, they might want to just start by joining in an online 12 blessing service at one2blessings.org and get the feel. As you say, it's when you feel it, you feel that energy flowing. People have to feel it for themselves and to change, I think, quite often, not always, but quite often. What do you think? That was very much my experience, Chris. You may even remember back in the 80s when I first started attending services of the Ethereum Society in what is now the George King Chapel. Uh, I came in as a, as a practicing, shall we say, Orthodox Christian. So hearing these 12 blessings and prayers, you know, with Jesus speaking through Dr. King in 1958, obviously sort of was a bit of a head turner. Um, and, you know, you, you go in with skepticism. And I was used to praying on my knees with my hands together, which, of course, is not how we pray in the Ethereum Society. We, we have our hands out, facing out to send the energy out, and our heart center open fully exposed and this was entirely new to me um but i i felt that in doing this praying in this way um what i regard as shafts of light coming out through the you know the psychic centers in the palms of my hand it was all utterly new it was all utterly innocent but it was all utterly you know very pure and and profound and um you know i just realized from just participating in the in those 12 blessing services that this was just something that I couldn't ignore um, so it is something to be experienced to, to be realized absolutely <clears throat> so we're coming to the end of the show now we have about five minutes because we started a little late and I know that uh, you Paul and Dave you've been studying some of these prophetic transmissions about the earth changes and I wondered if you had any other um, extracts that you might wish to share or able to share with us on that note um, yeah um, um, one of our publications uh, join your ship uh, gives uh, many prophecies and talked about uh, with uh, quickening within the earth the greater energies coming to and radiating from this earth would actually you know, cause people of an emotional nature uh, uh, and people of a violent nature to become even more so uh, the, um, we were told that uh, the seas would be rising, and the rivers mm. flooding, famine, uh, disease waves. Uh, but we were also told that uh, the increase of solar and 
cosmic energies coming to this earth would help the spiritual-minded person to uh, soar uh, to the mountains of joy and uh, could be tremendously uh, uplifting if you kind of get with the vibe. So, uh, yeah, so I I think all the the prophecies that were given back, you know, like Paul said, 60 years ago at the time, um, you know, didn't really seem like... some of them could be possible uh, that in the near future, for example, you would start having great increase in ultraviolet rays to the planet, you know, that you would be facing oceans that are rising at the rate that they are. Uh, but uh, it, it's all happening. And, uh, and I, again, I think people should uh, delve into these uh, teachings and take a look at uh, what's projected for the future and how we can all best help out. We've talked about uh, satellite number three. Um, I'm sure many times you've talked about uh, missions that the Ethereum Society has been engaged in to further help in this uh, change of the Mother Earth where she has to now release the energies dictated by beings from on high, so high that we can begin to imagine their greatness. They say she can no longer suffer. We perform various missions to help in the radiations of these energies from the earth. And it's interesting, too, that um, we were told she's going to have to release these energies. And a few years back, scientists detected what they found uh, uh, to be like cosmic rays coming from the center of our earth or through the earth. They couldn't figure it out. Uh, They can't, can't understand it. So I think the prophecies are nigh. And time for everybody to start uh, figuring out how they can best help in the great uh, unfoldment of a bright new world. Yeah. Uh, and just to add to that, Chrissy, if I may, uh, briefly, if it's time, I mean, you Please know, they do, do there speak is about, okay, I mean, because what the master of theorist is saying in that transmission Dave referred to, um, join your ship, um, on August 22nd, 64, just actually weeks after the initiation of earth had taken place. Um, which is the trigger for these changes. Um, the master of theory says, these changes will manifest as a quickened vibration of all matter upon the planet. <clears throat> and I think, you know, it's that more than anything that is the cause of this being the exponential age. You know, everything since then has just sort of skyrocketed. Um, and, um, there, you know, change will be, he says, if you want to put it simply, uh, everything will become quicker change will be quicker than it was before the weather will change in a more dramatic manner than it has ever done before the seas will change Uh, gradually the whole seasons will begin to change until they do not have the division that they have now Um, well living here in california it's endless summer i have to say (laughs) but um, you know i think that all of these things are just becoming global have the yeah and will only uh, become more so yeah although all these things are predicted and are in one way they're inevitable there's another dr king came along and and gave us tools didn't he so you know there's it's interesting no we no longer have divine intervention in a certain way but we have the opportunity don't we we have the responsibility of of helping in this great um change that's taking place but we also have a lot of opportunities if we do so um in other words i think 
everything, although it's inevitable, there's, we can modify it, right? Do you agree with that? We, through our actions, we Completely. can modify it. I mean, Dave, Dave referred to the, the lecture, Dr. King's, it, it, the spiritual energy crisis. Fund, it, you know, it, we don't have a political crisis. We don't even have an environmental crisis. We don't have an economic crisis or a social crisis. We have a spiritual crisis uh, because we've lost, quote, uh, Solzhenitsyn, we've lost our consciousness of God. We've lost this sense of the big picture, of where we came from in terms of the Big Bang, what we're a part of, which is everything, where we're going, which is Lania Kea, uh as a stopping off point on the way. I mean, it, we've lost our, our sense of awe and wonder. And that, bringing that back, will trigger in each and every one of us this sort of release of love leading to sacrifice and service, um, it's spontaneous. It, it brings life to life, if you like. And uh, it, it's just it's the spiritual energy crisis. We're, that's the one we've got to fix. Absolutely right, Paul. Thank you. And I, on that very positive note, do you have anything you'd like to add to that, Dave, before we close? Well, no, I think uh, you're correct, Chris, and certainly that uh, you know, much of it depends on us. And our transmission given on July 19, 1960, over television, uh, Dr. King uh, giving a transmission from the Master of Theories, he's, the last um, part of it said, the new world is being born at this moment. It is up to you how it is born. Your thoughts and action can make this transition a pleasant thing or can make it a little unpleasant. So it That's is. a challenge for us all, right? <laughs> so let's start now. Satellite number three is in orbit. This is the time. So thank you so much for your inspirations here and all the research you've done on this topic. And good luck with the, um, the lectures and so on in the future. And I believe, Dave, you may be giving one at the Michigan branch in November. Is that correct? Yes, November 10th, yes. November the 10th. So thank you so much, Paul and Dave. And um, over to Nikki again, our producer, for the closing announcement. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank well, thank you. Thank you so very much, Chrissy, Paul, and Dave, for a truly insightful show. And as uh, you, all three of you, so clearly pointed out, yes, we can be instrumental in the big picture through our services and the 12 blessings and definitely help towards filling that spiritual energy crisis and make it no more so a very quite a challenge you all three of you have given to us so thank you all as already mentioned for the next the series radio live on october 18th your host richard lawrence will continue the fascinating insight service lead to kundalini heaven part two and please remember that Sadly, we will, at 12 midnight GMT, October 9th, seize the last hour of the third spiritual push for 2022. And please join us, because this special service will be live-streamed from the Aetherius Temple in London and will be presided over by Richard Lawrence, where we can really say thank you to the great ones, those great beings aboard that shining temple of light. If you would like to find out more about the various uh, uh, publications and uh, transmissions that have been mentioned in the show by Paul and Dave and Chrissy, uh, then please visit Aetherius.org.
You can connect with your host, Richard, through his website, richardlawrence.co.uk, and also with Chrissy through her website, astrologycity.com. And you can also connect with both Paul Nugent and Dave Capraro through aserious.org. We do hope you enjoyed the show and we apologize for the technical hitches, but thank you so much for listening and we look forward to your company next month.